I know that summer is still going strong. And the last thing you're probably thinking about is the holiday season. But if you're the kind of person who's always scrambling to buy gifts at the last minute, because you forget or you never know what to buy people, you might want to get a head start this year. And besides, there are so many gift-giving occasions throughout the year, and I know I'm not the only one who's given a gift based on what Amazon could deliver the next day, which, let's face it, never results in good, meaningful, memorable gifts. If you want to lower gift-giving stress and up your gift-giving game, today's guest is going to help you and me do just that. Let's get into it. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast, the show that gives real-life style advice to real-life women. If you're new here, welcome. I'm your host, Jennifer Mackey-Mary. I'm a wardrobe stylist who's been dressing everyday women for over 20 years, and I'm the founder of Everyday Style, where we're on a mission to inspire women to love the way they look and give you the tools to make getting dressed easy. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. I know you have so many podcast options, so thank you for choosing this one time after time. This week, we're continuing our summer interview series with Patrick Kucharson, a gift coach who helps people give more meaningful gifts while avoiding gift-giving stress. Originally, this episode was supposed to come out sometime in August, But we had some technical issues with another guest interview, so we had to redo that, and we moved Patrick into this week, which means that this episode is dropping the week of Christmas in July, which was completely unintended and unplanned, but perhaps just a little gift from the universe, pun completely intended. I saw Patrick post in a podcast guest group I'm in on Facebook. It's a really fun place to find experts and guests that I may not have thought of, And when I saw his post, I was like, that is something that no one's really talking about. And I think something a lot of people struggle with. And I knew I wanted to have him on my show. As we all know, my interview episodes are really just therapy for myself. But this one is a little bit different. I'm actually a very good, very thoughtful gift giver with one notable exception, which we get into in the episode. Unfortunately, it's the person I love most in the entire world, so that's a bit of a bummer. But giving gifts is probably my biggest love language. I love buying things for people, and I'm always noticing things when I'm out shopping during the year, like, oh, my sister would love that table runner, or you know, my daughter would love those shoes, whatever. My problem is I can't wait till the holidays or their birthday to give it to them. I'm terrible at secret keeping, uh, so they just get stuff all throughout the year. But I love, love, love giving gifts. Giving people meaningful gifts is something that's really important to me, but I know a lot of people struggle with it. And honestly, as life has gotten busier and my calendar gets fuller, I will fully admit there are times that birthdays or other special occasions just sneak up on me and I end up buying a gift card from CVS on the way to the party or, yes, seeing what Amazon can deliver the next day. I hate that feeling. And if you do too, I hope today's conversation helps you have fewer of those stressful moments. We also talk about gift giving on a budget and how to give better gifts to people who are insanely hard to buy for. Yes, I am talking about the husbands and the dads of the world. If you are one of the guys listening to this show right now, what is your deal? Why is it so hard? Please make it easier for us to show you love in this way. We are trying. We really, really are. Just make it easy for us. 
Anyway, let's become better gift givers, shall we? And to do that, let's meet today's guest. A B-list gift giver by nature, Patrick Kucharson runs Better Gift Coach, a free newsletter that is your weekly one-minute shortcut to always having awesome gift ideas well in advance. Each week, he enjoys sharing a story of the best gift someone has ever received and providing guidance on how to replicate it. His newsletter has been featured in the New York Times and Real Simple Magazine. Hi, Patrick. Welcome to the Everyday Style School. Hey, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. I am so fascinated by what you do. First of all, though, I have to mention, you are only the second gentleman we have had on our show. We've been right. we've been on the air four years, and you're the second. I'm happy to be here. All right. You're also the second Patrick, so we have a trend going. <laughs> only men named Patrick can be on the show, and there's actually one more I really want on my show. You know what his name is? Patrick. <laughs> It's a trend. It's a trend. It's the luck of the Irish, I guess. Apparently it is. All right. So you are a gift coach. I am. I'm so fascinated by career journeys. How does one become a gift coach? All right. I'm an entrepreneur uh, and I also spent time in venture capital. Uh, but more recently, I was looking for a career change and it really all goes back to this goofy face my wife makes when I give her an amazing gift. Um, it just is the best uh, feeling for, for me and for her, obviously. Uh, so by nature, I'm a naturally average gift giver. I say I'm a B minus gift giver by nature, but I wanted to get better. And I did know what it felt like to give my wife great gifts, but now we have kids and careers and I was just seeing that goofy looking face like far far less than I was used to in the past. Yeah. Uh, so looking for a career change around the same time that I was like, hey, I'm going to improve as a gift giver myself. So what I started doing is just asking friends and family, you know, what's the best gift you've ever received or given? And they were telling me these stories. And then I would just go out and copy them. Uh, it was really easy make my own versions of them and then give them to my wife or, or my other loved ones. And once I got this, this library of great gift ideas from other people, I thought, why not start a newsletter, a free newsletter, and start sharing that with folks? So that's how I started bettergiftcoach.com. And you know, th there are gift consultants out there, but I really brand myself as a gift coach, which I don't see many doing. If at all, I might be the only one, because um, I'm not about telling you, hey, this is the gift for, for you, buy this gift. I'm more about hey, let's work on making you a better gift giver. And here are some practical shortcuts for doing that. I love that. I think a lot of like gift consultants really work in the corporate space, right? Where mm -hmm. you have to find these perfect impersonal gifts. But there are so many gift giving opportunities throughout the year for just your regular average people in your life that sure. that deserve to be a little bit more special. One thing I love though, I just want to go back to your career journey for a minute. I was thinking about this the other day. When you ask kids, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? They only know like six things, right? And then you kind of get to high school and you're like, oh, there are a lot more jobs that exist. And then you get to college and you're like, huh, distribution management. I could do that or quality. <laughs> you know, like it just starts to expand. And I love when I hear something I've never heard before because I go, there are so many things you can do in this world. There are so many opportunities to find a career path that lights you up. So Thank you for, thanks for being a trailblazer in, the, in, a, in a new career industry. I love it. I love it. You're welcome. So I also love that you mentioned that you saw your wife's 
happy face, that face when you give a really good gift, fewer and farther in between. And I, I, that kind of resonated with me because I remember when my husband and I first met, like all the gifts were so special, you know, and now we've been married 20 years and we have teenagers and it's like, here's a gift card to Home Depot. Just go buy it. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that gift, by the way. And we could talk more about that. Oh, we're definitely talking about gift cards. I Controversial subject. But <laughs> that just struck me because you're right. Like over time, we put less and less time or thought, or maybe we just have less and less time and energy to put into it, which makes me wonder, what are some of the common gift-giving mistakes that you see people make? Sure. So I have three that I always share. One is being a reactive gift giver, not a proactive gift giver. And I am guilty, guilty, guilty of this one. And, and many of us are, right? So we're not thinking about a gift idea for a person until the date approaches and we're prompted by, you know, the the, the, the nearness of the date of, of yeah. the gift event, right? Um, and then we scramble for gift ideas. So that's one. And, you know, a simple way to do that is just be proactive year round. Who cares if mom's birthday is in October and it's July? Like start brainstorming now, or if you see something for her, just write it down. Right. And then by the time October comes, you're sitting pretty. You're right where I always want to be, which is always having great gift ideas well in advance. Right. So that's the first one being reactive and not proactive. The second one, and again, I'm guilty of all of these, I should say is treating gift giving like a solo sport. It really should be a team sport. And let's talk about who should be on your team. So first off, and most important, is your gift recipient. My advice is almost always, and there's good science behind this, is just ask your gift recipient what they want. Mm -hmm. I know that's not always plausible, but that's always the best advice. And that's backed up by science that people prefer gifts that they've requested versus surprise or unrequested gifts. Okay. So that's the first most, most important teammate that you can have is your gift recipient. Let's talk about some of your other potential teammates. How about that person's friends or family? I've scored brownie points over brownie points. By texting my wife's sister or friends and say, hey, you know, birthday's coming up in three months. Like, do you have any ideas for her? Or can you do some spying for me? Right. And I get these, these gift advocates that work for me for uh, gift ideas for my wife. So those are all the good teammates. Also, going back to my origin stories of how I became a gift coach, how about your friends and family? You know, just in casual conversation, you could say, hey, I'm looking for a gift for my husband. And you could be talking to your friend who's also married. And you could say, you know, what gift have you given your partner that has worked really well? And almost everyone has a story or they might know of a story of someone else, right? And then you can just go copy that and make it your own in your own version that fits well for, you know, for whoever your gift recipient is. And then your last potential teammate, strangers online, right? So there are re there are subreddits out there for gift ideas. And obviously I'm going to be a little biased here. Like Better Gift Coach has created a community of great gift givers who want to help others with gift ideas when they need them. Um, so there's tons of strangers online who are great gift givers who are, are willing to help because it's some people's love language, not mine. I don't know if it's yours, Jennifer, but uh, there are some people who just love gift giving. So Giving gifts actually is one of my love languages. And oh, I pride myself on being a really, really good gift giver, mm. except to my husband and father. And <laughs> I know, and I want to go back to, to the whole requesting gifts thing. We're going to stick a pin in that. We're going to come back. But I love both of these men, 
right? I adore my husband. I think he's wonderful. But there's nothing I can buy for this man. And I know a lot of women, which is like our entire audience, are nodding their heads going, why are men so notoriously difficult to buy for? And what do we do? What do we do? And I'll give you an example of my husband. My husband is really into sports memorabilia. So you go, oh my gosh, that's so easy. You can buy him sports memorabilia. No, 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 no. We're talking, he's collecting the 1955 Hall of Fame this. Like, it's so specific and I would have no idea where to get it. And I can't go to the store and buy anything. Does that make sense? He's not a tech guy. He's not a drink guy. He, like, I have no idea. So how do you give great gifts to people? And this is really why I wanted to have you on the show because I'm so stuck as a great gift giver. I hate giving crappy gifts to someone I really, really, really love. So what do we do? What do we do with the men in our lives besides buy them shirts and ties? (laughs) (laughs) Which many of us like. I would say they're different flavors of tough to buy for folks, right? And then you have like the Neapolitan version of like, there's a hybrid of all of these, right? But I would put them in a categories of those who have everything, Mm -hmm. uh, those who have very unique or specific tastes, and then those who are uncomfortable receiving gifts. And it seems like your husband may check at least the first two boxes, right? So those who have everything. All three. Yes. (laughs) You got the Neapolitan version. In every other aspect of collecting sports things, he's kind of a minimalist. Like he doesn't like extra stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we can work with this. Okay. So let's break it down. Again, let's go back to to science and what the academics are saying. So experiential gifts are are statistically more appreciated than material gifts. So certainly for those who have everything, I would stick to experiences because you know there are experiences that you can give your husband that he just can't he can't buy himself or he wouldn't know how to buy himself. So stick to experiences. Those are statistically going to be better gifts. And then those for unique or specific tastes, I would ask him what they want. You know, if he's really specific about, you know, what kind of memorabilia he's looking for, and it's, you know, 1955 X, Y, and Z, you can say, hey, can you send me a link to it? And my wife and I do this all the time in our household. It's just send me a link to what you want. I'm going to get it. And then we could talk about how to, you know, if so... Oh, do we want to go on this tangent? Let's put a pin in where I'm going to go and then I'll come back to it. So okay, cool. yes, folks with unique or specific taste, I would just ask them what they want. And then for the people who are comfortable receiving gifts, again, I think experiences go well and, and you could frame it less as a gift and just more as like, hey, I want to spend time with you. Um, but also there's some people in this world where I truly believe you should probably just stick to their wishes and really not give them a gift. And I think that's, completely okay. Yeah. I've kind of accepted that with my dad. Like he literally does not want a gift. Okay. Like, why are we making this stressful for everyone? Okay. That's fine. Yeah. We're going to go back to the three most common gift mistakes that Mm -hmm. I always share. One is being reactive versus proactive. The second is treating gift giving like a, like a solo sport when you should be treating a team sport. The last one is selfish gift giving, and this will tie right back into where we were. So hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll quickly get back to where we were. It's really important, and this is, would be my golden rule to any gift giver, is to make sure you're giving gifts to people that they want to receive over gifts that you want to give them, Yes. right? So this might be tough for you to hear, Jennifer, but if your dad truly doesn't want a gift or your husband truly just wants you to send, you know, he wants to send you a link and say, buy this, and for you as a gift giver, you know, that may be far less fulfilling. 
um, than, you know, giving your friend a gift and who you just could knock a gift for her out of the park. Right. Um, but it's really ultimately about gifts that they want to receive over gifts that you want to give. But I also want to say being selfish and gift giving, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like I mentioned, my origin stories are, are that goofy face my wife makes when I have an amazing gift for her. I just have to make sure that my top priority is giving her a gift that she wants to give. And then my selfish priorities of, of giving gifts that I want to give because they're going to make me feel good. That As long as those are secondary to the first one, I think it's fine. So yeah, that's kind of where I wanted to that's one of my pins that we've stuck is this idea of asking people what they want, because I feel like a lot of times people want that. They want the wow moment. I love the wow moment as a gift giver where somebody opens something and they're just like floored and blown away. So I feel like sometimes when you ask people, well, oh, what do you want? They will purposely not buy that thing because they're like, oh, no, 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 I'm not, I, I want to surprise her or I want to surprise him. Is that a great strategy or should you just give them what they want? Okay. You should just give them what they want, in my opinion, and science would support this, but that doesn't mean you can't give them additional things. And and we could get into this. Another common question that I often get is, hey, if you know you're on a tight budget, what kind of gifts could you give people? So just because you buy, you know, your husband the 1955, you know, baseball card that he was looking for, that doesn't mean that you can't also get him something that's inexpensive but extremely thoughtful and maybe a little bit more for you, but hey, you're still checking that box and getting that 1955 card. So, maybe the other thing is, you know, it's a gift for him, but it's also a little bit more for you and I think that's okay too. Okay. Are there gifts that you should just always avoid? I ask this because I am a huge advocate I beg people not to give clothes Mm -hmm. to people, especially to women. Just, just don't do it. It's very hard to truly understand a woman's style. I think a lot of giving clothes is rooted in who you want that woman to be or what you think that woman should wear rather than what that woman would really love. And so I think it kind of goes back to that, that, selfish gift giving mistake. So for me, I beg people not to give clothes unless, unless they've said, I want this sweater from Nordstrom in red. I'm a size medium. Go ahead and buy that red sweater. But other than that, avoid the clothes. Are there things that you, uh, you tell people to avoid? I would tend to agree with you about clothes and the other, the other category of gifts that I think fall along the same line would be any kind of artwork or um, household decor, you know, you might be projecting your own style on someone else and they, they, they feel guilty if they don't hang it up and they got to find space for it. Like you have to be really conscious of all of that, but let's go back to that golden rule or a different version of that golden rule. So when you ask me, are there any gifts that you really should never give? My answer would be more general in that you shouldn't give something to someone that you're pretty sure they don't want. Or you're not sure they don't want, right? Like, if there's any kind of doubt, uh, it's probably best to just not give them that gift. Um, you know, we do this every year. We do like, tell me the worst gift that you've ever received in the Better Gift Coach community. And like, one of them, this lady told the story of her mother-in-law giving her pretty scandalous lingerie as a gift for Christmas oh. and having them open it in front of everyone. That's awkward. Yeah, super awkward. And that's just the example that I always go back to. Like, that's a no-no gift, um, certainly in the way it was presented. And, you know, the mother-in-law, how would she, you know, the mother-in-law could have guessed that her daughter-in-law wouldn't have wanted this gift. 
So if you're unsure if they want it, they probably don't want it. Okay. We talked a little bit about budgets, but what can we do to be better gift givers when funds are tight? I know for me personally, I'll I'll just share this story. When we were thinking about having a second baby, I said, okay, fine. As long as we don't have a baby due in November and December, that'll be fine because we have birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas, all the holidays. And my daughter was born on November 11th. So that plan didn't work out quite as well. But that season is really, really tight, right? Because we're just giving gifts every time we turn around, there's something else. So how can you give great gifts? How can we be better gift givers in those seasons where it seems like every time you turn around, you're buying a wedding present or every time you turn around, it's someone else's birthday or graduation, whatever. I mean, this is what I do. I, 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 every week I share the the greatest stories that people have ever received or given. And most of the time, the gifts that people are sharing is the best gifts that they've ever received or given are not expensive gifts. A lot of times they're, they're, you know, they may cost nothing. Uh, and I'll share, I, I tested this theory myself this last Valentine's day. So I gave my wife three gifts that collectively cost $0 and they were all home run gifts. And these were all gifts that, you know, I didn't, I didn't know about until, you know, the newsletter came about. So, you know, the best gifts often aren't the ones that cost money. And these are also, it's a great way to, you know, we'll go back to, you know, okay, you're going to get your husband that 1955 baseball card that doesn't really fulfill you as the gift giver. You could also give one of these gifts in addition uh, to that baseball card um, that might, you know, be a little bit more thoughtful. Um, So what are some good free gifts you have heard of? either in your newsletter or that you have given? Yeah. So uh, music playlists, like that art is dead. I don't know if you remember, but like certainly for me, like a mixtape. Yeah. A mixtape. We used to make those for each other all the time. They were amazing gifts and that's completely free and so thoughtful. Another gift, which I've done for my wife is what I call the hidden note game. So just hide a ton of notes. They don't have to be super mushy around the house. Like they could just be funny little inside jokes that you hide around the house. Like for instance, one of them was she is always the one that replaces the toothbrush heads on our electric toothbrushes. And she always points it out that without me, you would never do this. What are you going to do if anything ever happens to me? I don't know, honey. Um, <laughs> my teeth will be bad. Um, but you know, I hit, I hid one of the notes in the, the replacement toothbrush heads. It just said like, Hey, thank you for always replacing my toothbrush. Head. Right. I think I hit 25 notes and I, and I, I numbered each one of them, you know, one out of 25, two out of 25. So she knows how many she has to find. Uh, she's still finding them and they make her day when she finds them. I love that. Yeah. So that's a great example. Another one was a story that was shared for Mother's Day, uh, two Mother's Day ago, one of our subscribers, her her mom, she always does the Avenue New York cross time puzzles, right? So this woman for her mother, for Mother's Day, created a crossword puzzle that was unique to the mother in her life. Oh, wow. She thought it was an amazing gift, right? Um, recipe books are, are good ones. Memory slips. We just had someone submit a story for her father's 60th birthday. She she went back in, in time and, and uh, old friends and family members and had them just write down best memories with their, you know, her father and she put them into a jar and she gave them to her dad. Um, amazing gift. And the last one that that is just going to be highlighted in the newsletter this upcoming week is um, for graduation present. So there are so many people and I get it who 
just feel uncomfortable giving cash or check or cash equivalents for graduation presents. But statistically, that's what graduates want. And that's okay. Um, One of our subscribers shared that her mother, when she graduated, she reached out to the subscribers. This was back in 92. So reached out to all of the subscribers, past teachers, friends, family, you name it, that had some kind of part in shaping her life up to that point and asked them for book recommendations. And then she compiled this list of, of books that must, you know, you must read in your lifetime. You know, this is your second grade teacher. They said you should read this book for these reasons, right? And they kind of had notes as to why should they, you know, the books were suggested. And then the mother went out and bought some of the books. So at least the daughter can get started. Um, so I thought that was a really cool idea. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, it's a complete add-on for if you're giving someone cash or check for a graduation present. If you go out and do that, that's that's really special. But that's one of those things you can't do the last-minute gift trap. You know, one of my issues in life always is that I have a great idea and like 12 hours to execute it, right? (laughs) So I'm like, oh, I'll have to do that next year. But you have to sort of plan ahead and say, okay, we have graduation. What do I want to do? How am I going to make it special? That's like March. You start reaching out to people for that. You got to be, you got to be on your game. You do. So let's talk about the gift cards because I think cash equivalent always kind of goes in there. And I do think for graduates and honestly, any young people just give them money. That's what they need more than anything. You know, like my daughter is 15. She needs cash. She needs, she's not working. She needs money. So I'll give her money. But a lot of people give gift cards. And this is a controversial one because some people think they're lazy and impersonal and some people think they're good so that your recipient can get what they want. Where do you stand on the whole gift card thing? Very pro gift cards. Um, So again, let's just pull back one more time and go back to that golden rule of giving people the gifts they want to receive over the gifts that you want to give. So I haven't met someone who's received a gift card that's like, oh, this was lazy and impersonal. I just haven't. I'm sure it does happen, but I think that's the minority of folks. I think the majority of folks, if they say they want a gift card and you go back to adding them to your team when you're thinking, when you're brainstorming gift ideas for them and they say they just want cash or cash equivalent or gift cards, get them a gift card. Uh, that's what we do for you know my, my teen nieces and nephews. Teens love gift cards, yeah. right? Because it was interesting what you said. Do you actually mean that you give your daughter cash? Straight up cash, yeah. That's interesting because most teens I find have no idea what to do with cash anymore. So when we were kids, you hand us cash. We're like, ooh, <laughs> I'm going to go to the mall. But they don't go to the mall anymore. They make all their purchases online, but they, they're teenagers, so they don't have credit cards. So gift cards make a ton of sense. So we gave her cash and then she turned around and gave it back to us. My kids have green light cards and I don't know mm. that's off topic, but parents, if you have kids, they need green light cards. But anyway... She's like, oh, can you put this in my green light account? But I think just saying, oh, and we put a couple hundred bucks on your green light account would have been really, it would have felt much more impersonal. But my younger daughter had given her a little Lululemon crossbody bag and then we filled it with cash, which was kind of fun. But yeah, she did. She kept like $20 for cash just to have some. And then she's like, can you put this in my account so she can, you know, have it on her card? (laughs) Right. Oh, one more thing about gift cards. So I, I did do an article about this in the newsletter a while ago, but you know, there are options now where you can personalize gift cards. So you can even, for some of the retailers, as well as Visa gift cards, if you're doing those, 
you can put personalized images on them um, and messages. So it goes from, you know, a completely impersonal gift. Some might view it that way to something that's very personal, but still checking that box and giving them what they want. Well, I think that at least says like, oh, I thought about this, right? right. Rather than I stopped at CVS on the way to this party and got right. you a gift card, which Absolutely. I've, I'm, I'm, I have done that. I will ad- fully admit to being, to being guilty of that. I will say though, last Christmas, we decided not to do like, tons of gifts and every we just drew names and everyone was going to give a gift and you know keep it simple it was basically a five minute gift card exchange and we're all like oh, okay and it just uh, for me who loves to give gifts it lost some of the magic and i totally see what you're saying about like don't be a selfish gift giver but it just kind of lost some of the magic and maybe our kids are just getting older and we're not tearing through lots of paper anymore but i don't know it seemed very transactional to me mm-hmm like we could have all just kept our 50 bucks and gone home, you know, and, and maybe right. that's the thing. Maybe if that's what you're going to do, then what's the spirit of it? I don't know. I don't know. Just my kids are sense. younger. So they're, you know, my oldest kid's four. So they still get super excited, right? Uh, Christmas morning, they're, they're much more excited than my wife or I or, or any of our family are. But I don't know. When I cross that bridge, I'll, I'll have to have a learned experience and maybe we'll circle back with each other in, in 10 or so years. Uh, I'm sorry you're experiencing that. And I, and I do think, you know, there's options for you to maybe do like a scavenger hunt. Like my mother, my mother has done that before with gifts. She's, if you're giving gift cards, you can put them in balloons, a ton of stuff fit in balloons. You can find awesome YouTube videos about how to fit things in balloons and then just give them like 50 balloons and say, here's a pin, you know, go popping and find your, your gift card. Uh, so you can still make it a, a, a little bit more novel and enjoyable. Oh, yeah. So Christmas, we actually – so we do a Christmas talent show. Uh, mm. <laughs> we The gift-giving part is really sort of the l- least – I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of an afterthought. We mm-hmm. also do an auction for the kids where we give them Santa bucks. And then my mm-hmm. sisters and I, we just go to like the – dollar store and five below and we buy all these gifts and then the kids bid on them. I mean, it is the most fun activity. So we do a lot of stuff like that at Christmas. But when we got to the gift exchange and it was just gift cards, I was like, why did we even do this? Because the (laughs) talent show and the auction are so like over the top that gifts are kind of secondary to all of it, which honestly for me and as my kids are getting older, that's cool too. That's cool too. Like it, it was way more the spirit of Christmas and and family togetherness than just the gift giving part. But as someone who loves to give gifts, <laughs> it was hard. It was hard to just be like, oh, okay, cool, grab your gift card, let's peace out. I can understand that. Aside from gift cards, if you do find yourself in that last minute gift trap, like, oh my gosh, I forgot about this person. I forgot I don't have anything. What do you do? What are some good last minute gift besides gift cards? I will start off with to avoid getting yourself in that gift trap. You want to be proactive year round. If you just set aside a few minutes a week to actively brainstorm gift ideas, doesn't matter when you're giving the person a gift next, just actively have a list running year round. You're likely never going to find yourself in this situation. Unless it's like a surprise, like someone invites you over their house and all of a sudden you need a, you know, a housewarming gift, right? And it's, it's a last minute thing. So my suggestion for that scenario is, and my wife is really good at this. So she found 
a, a set of tea towels, like hand towels for the kitchen that she absolutely loves. And she buys them in three packs. They're uh, a, someone, a local artist makes them. They're the best material. They just feel so good when you are washing your hands with them. So she buys them in bulk. And we just always have several of them just hidden in a cupboard and in our kitchen, ready to go whenever we need a gift. So those are what I call like always on hand gifts. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great strategy uh, to just always have gifts on hand that are kind of universal that people generally like. Um, Usually like kitchen products work really well, depending on what demographic you're usually buying for. Uh, But yeah, we love the tea towels. And then if you are in that situation where for whatever reason, you know, let's just say life is chaos and you need a last minute gift and you just haven't had time to do anything. And this is someone, you know, let's say it's a, a child um, that you're getting a gift for. Uh, one of one of the stories that comes to mind is a, a daughter shared the story of her mother when the daughter was in college. Her mom was was going through chaos in her life. And all she did on her birthday was presented her with an IOU. It's like a handwritten gift card with an IOU in it and a tube of sunscreen and just said, Hey, you know, spring break's coming up in, in, you know, three months when you go on spring break, like I will find you the best, you know, paddleboarding lessons for you to have. And I'll, I'll cover that. Right. So I thought that was a great gift. So any kind of IOU gifts where you don't have to give someone something on that date, uh, and then you present it along with a, a handwritten card and maybe a small related item. Like in this case, the mother uh, gave it a, a tube of sunscreen. Like, I think that's a great gift. I love that. This episode is going to come out a little bit later in the summer, but we just got through the end of the school year and we just had to deal with teacher gifts. And I know that that is a difficult and stressful time for a lot of people because you want to give something good, but a lot of times, you know, you don't want to break the bank or your child has a lot of teachers that you want to give to. Do you have any recommendations for gifts for teachers, employees, things like that, where, again, they're not super personal and you don't want to give them no coffee mugs, right? We're not giving coffee (laughs) mugs and no Apple things to teachers. Welcome teachers. What are some good things that you can, smaller things that you can give that, that have a good impact? Yeah. So based on my research, you know, there's tons of surveys out that have reported that teachers overwhelmingly just want cash or cash equivalents. Okay. That's what they want. Yeah. And when I asked, you know, my son's teacher, Hey, you know, for purpose of the newsletter, can you share with me some of the best gifts you've ever received? She even prefaced it with, Hey, the best gift is usually just a gift card. But, you know, she she did list some other more thoughtful gifts that stuck with her. But I think those are all just risky, especially if that's all you're giving. But if you're giving something thoughtful along with a gift card, I, I think that is a, probably a good strategy. So for teachers, statistically, if you're giving them what they want, that's cash or cash equivalents. Sorry for, you know, gift givers out there who, who love to give something a little more thoughtful, but that's what they want. That's what they want. Give them what they want. So I saw on TikTok one day, one of my TikTok scrolling sessions, there was a woman who was showing the the teacher gift she made and it was food. She had made some, I don't know, she made like bread and then like a flavored oil. And the comments were, I mean, this got very heated about whether or not you should give homemade food to teachers. And a lot of teachers were saying, I would never, ever, ever eat that. Do you have any opinions on this one? 
I mean, I think it just goes back to, you know, not giving gifts that pe- don't give gifts that people don't want. Right. So if, if you're not sure that they would want it, it's probably best to, to give something that you statistically think they'll, they'll like more. So yeah, I would tend to agree with those commenters. Although the thought is there, right? I think most gift recipients realize that is that, you know, someone put thought into it and thought matters. Um, the thoughtfulness that goes into a gift that matters for gift recipients. And they do recognize that, but you would rather give a gift where everybody wins, right? So the recipient wins, the giver gives, and then, you know, who knows, maybe there's some third party that wins too. Yeah. So I am firmly on the side of don't give people homemade food. You just never know. You never know allergies. You never know the cleanliness of people's kitchen. I just see that being something that probably gets trashed and then you've spent your hard work on it. And a lot of times those gifts, I mean, they cost a lot in time and ingredients and materials and just give them the gift card. That is, that's, that's a thing where I think gift cards are probably a, a good idea. Teachers would agree. Yeah. And no apples or coffee mugs. No more coffee mugs. (laughs) Coffee mugs are just fun to buy, right? You see a coffee mug, you're like, oh, that's so my sister or whatever. And that's why we all have a hundred coffee mugs in our, in our cupboards. But that's a, that's a decluttering conversation. So I want you to share a couple of really great gifts that you've seen people give. But first I got to, I got to ask, what are a couple of stories of terrible gifts you've heard? (sighs) <sighs> so, I mean, the lingerie is the yeah, one that's, that that's, always that's sticks a top out to one. me. It has like, to be. That's, I, I just replied to the email and I was just like, you win. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't matter anymore who submits what. You win. Like, And I think she replied back something like, yay, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> you just tell. Like, <laughs> a dubious honor at best, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just, I'm trying to think of, so we did the, that in November, I'm trying to think of some of the other gifts. I mean, none of them elder really stood out. There's just a lot of like, not thoughtful gifts. So going back to food, like, you know, don't give someone who, you know, is sensitive to gluten, you know, homemade bread, right? Or, or, or baked goods, right? That happens a lot. Artwork happens a lot. That's shared a ton of times. And, you know, Mm. someone just mentioned in the newsletter, like, because I, I suggested a gift where I, well, someone else submitted this gift idea, which I thought was really neat. So they had artwork made of their friend's wedding bouquet. And then they gifted that as a gift, which I think this is really unique. And hopefully they knew their friend. Well, as the story goes, you know, the friend loves it and, and probably hangs it, you know, in, in her house. But then someone replied and they were very charged in their opinion that like my brother-in-law will not stop giving everyone in the family you know, artwork and we never have any place to put it and it doesn't fit our style and it's just awkward. Um, so artwork, home decor, as you mentioned, clothes, which no one's really shared in, in the community, but I can imagine uh, giving someone clothes that they didn't request uh, is probably not a good idea. Well, what I find with clothes is that well, a couple of things happen. Number one, the gift giver thinks they have amazing style and they probably do. But it may not be the recipient style. And then you have a gift that you're not going to wear. And it just, and then there's the guilt of getting rid of it. And the other thing, which I think is a lot more impactful, are the givers who give a gift for the way they want someone to be. And I can think of a client whose mom always gave her clothes a size too big because she said, the women in our family gain weight. You'll need this someday. Oh. You'll need your clothes a size bigger. 
Oy. And then there was a mother. And why is it always the mothers? Mothers, knock it off. But <laughs> another mother gave her daughter clothes that were a size too small so that she would get, have the incentive to get into them. Do I win now? <laughs> Do I win for those stories? And those were clients who were dealing with a lot of like real baggage right. around their body and their mothers. And I'm like, just don't give that gift. Just don't yeah. give that gift. So let's walk away from this conversation just saying that unless someone says you a link and says, I want right. this in this size, let's just not buy each other. Clothes. Right. I mean, I'll even say, I think I understand style pretty well. I've made a career out of it. I don't buy things for my sisters because I noticed that the things I bought them, they don't wear. And that means that I didn't get it quite right. That's a statement. You know, let's leave it at that. That's a statement. Oh, but if you do gift clothes that someone actually wanted. So let's say your sister sends you a link and says, I want, you know, this sweater in this color, in this size, and then you get it for her. The best thing your sister can do is start taking pictures when she's wearing that sweater yes. and then texting you and showing you yeah, like that is the best feeling. So again, for you as a gift giver, it's kind of like, Oh God, I, there's no thought into this. She sent me a link and I'm basically just buying something she can buy herself huh. and then I'm giving it, you know, wrapping it up and giving it to her. But it feels completely different when your sister now starts sending you those texts of her wearing it. And there's a story in the newsletter where a niece did that to an aunt that she didn't really have much of a relationship with because the aunt lived out of state. But the aunt bought her, I think it was this green sweater. And every time the niece, probably not every time, but often when the niece wore this green sweater, she would text her aunt with a picture of the green sweater. And it was just this little bonding experience that they had with each other. And the gift became so much more than just a green sweater. Yeah. That's also the advice I used to give to people when they didn't know what to do with the clothes they'd been gifted that they felt guilty getting rid of. And they're like, well, she'll know I got rid of it. I would say, wear it once, take a picture, send it to her, and then let it go. Like she'll have that moment, right, where she feels good about it, and then and then we can let it go. So those are some negatives. Why don't you share, like, what's the best? What's the best gift? <laughs> or you can share a couple. If there isn't one best one that stands out, go for it. I'd love to hear the positive stories, too. Okay. So I'll let you choose the direction we go. So it's a choose your own adventure type conversation. Do you want a Hallmark type story, a practical story, or a fun story? Okay. My listeners know that I'm a practical person. So I'm going to mix it up, ladies. I'm going fun. Let's go fun. Okay. This is a story from my own personal life. So not me, but my friend, Nick. Uh, He has... his wife, great sense of humor. They both have great sense of humor. So he planned this gift years in advance where he started whenever they would go out for dinner at a restaurant and she was really loving a particular dish. He would take pictures of her, often comical and unflattering pictures of her, like with sauce on her face, just enjoying life, just enjoying the food. Right. And then over time he started, you know, he would take note of, of what the dish was. And then he would either track down recipes from the restaurant or online, something similar. And he eventually put together a recipe book for her. And, you know, on one side, if you open it up and you have the two pages that are open on one page, you'll have the recipe. And on the other page, you'll have this picture of her enjoying it, right? These funny pictures of her enjoying it. So that's a really fun gift that, that the readers really liked. I love that. You know, while you were saying that, it just made me think like if you're thinking about gift giving, 
because he was thinking about that in his mind, it also made him have these moments where we don't always take pictures of people just enjoying their food. Like he he started to have a purpose with it, but that also forced him to to get those moments that often that often we don't have. I love that. And when they recreate these meals, they get to relive that experience, hmm. which is just such a wonderful gift within itself, right? So uh, that's just a, a really fun gift, kind of hallmarky too, but fun. A- another fun one would be just a, a framed inside joke. So I'll, I'll use one of my own stories. So my wife, I am not a handy guy. <laughs> okay. I'm more of a duct tape will fix anything type sure. guy. And my my wife, you know, it's an ongoing inside joke in our house. I, I totally own up to to that brand of, of Mr. Fix-It with duct tape. And she always says that every fix that I do, it works, but it's just kind of janky is the word that she uses. <laughs> so uh-huh. we purchased these from Costco. We purchased the this uh, these this series of three toothpaste. All of them were defective and they were like split at the seam where you would squeeze it in your hand. It would not only come out the top of the toothpaste, but it would come out the side. Fun. And you're <laughs> sticky. That's great. Super fun. So what I did was just take electrical tape and tape around it. And then I, I, we have a, a label printer at home and I just printed like, a, you know, another one of Patty Kay's janky fixes. And I gave that to her, like, as we were using it, it was more practical at the time. Uh, so now the toothpaste wasn't going on our hands when we were using the toothpaste, but eventually that toothpaste got to the, the bottom of the, of the tube. And I was like, sweetheart, I'm, I'm ready to throw this out. Are you? And she's like, never. Never, ever, ever can you throw this out. Like she was too emotionally attached to it. It gave her a smile in the morning. So one of my gifts, I don't know if it was this past Valentine's Day or it was anniversary. I don't know when it was, but I framed it in that tube of toothpaste and just put it next to where she brushes her teeth in the morning. So she can see that, you know, every morning now and get a little bit of of a smile from that inside joke that we share. So any kind of framed or relived inside joke. Oh, those are good gifts. That is a great idea. That is a great idea. And I think that's a great place to to leave it. But there's one question I like to ask everyone. For our busy listeners, those who are on a walk, those who are driving in the car, if there is one nugget you want people to take away from our conversation today, what would you want it to be? Give gifts people want to receive over gifts you want to give. Absolutely. All right. That is practical. That is helpful. Absolutely love it. Patrick, where can we find you online? Okay. So if your listeners are interested this holiday season in Saturday afternoon naps, I can get you there. So all you have to do is go to bettergiftcoach.com and sign up for my free newsletter. It's a two minute a week shortcut to always having great gift ideas well in advance. I share fun stories of the best gift that someone's ever received or given. And then I offer advice on how you can replicate that gift for your own gift needs. Love it. All right. We will have all of the links in the show notes. So if you're driving, if you're walking, don't worry, just go to the show notes for this episode and everything will be there. Patrick, thank you so much for sharing your gift giving wisdom. I think everyone today is excited to give gifts. I hope that everyone is excited to give gifts because it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful feeling for both people when, when everybody wins. So thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Jennifer. I want to thank Patrick again for sharing his wisdom with us and for giving me permission to just give the gift card. I hope our conversation helps you find ways to make someone's day with a really meaningful gift. I'll see you next time. And until then, 
remember that your everyday matters, so get dressed for it. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening today. If you're loving the Everyday Style School podcast, I'd like to invite you to become a member of the Style Circle. It's our monthly all-access membership that gives you everything we create to make style easy so you can save time and money, have easier mornings, and more confidence all day long. You get our seasonal capsule wardrobe guides, all of the masterclasses we offer, and our exclusive members-only podcast, the Everyday Style School Extra Credit. Plus, you're invited to the Facebook community where you can get even more style support and inspiration. I would love to get to know you and support your style journey. It's just $19 a month, less than the cost of a clearance shirt you're never going to wear. Come join me and make your everyday style easier.